Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When it comes to Red Bull's driver catastrophe, don't blame Daniel. Blame Carlos Sainz? Liam Lawson's position within the Red Bull group in 2025 isn't guaranteed, where he's shown that he is capable of running an F1 car at the very last minute and even scoring points, Christian Horn is saying that even that's not a guarantee, claiming that there are no guarantees in life. Liam is a candidate for 2025, but he's not going to be just gifted a seat, not even at the second Red Bull team, whatever it's going to be called. How has Red Bull come to this? How have they gotten to this position where this guy, who would have been a shoe-in maybe a few years ago, can't even get a place on the grid. Many people reckon that the whole reason why Red Bull is in a complete faff when it comes to picking drivers and sticking with them is down to Daniel Ricciardo simply upping sticks and leaving, surprisingly, in 2018, going to Renault in 2019, just wanted to get out of the shadow of Max Verstappen, only to return to said shadow about six years later and really not having any issue with it. Then you get to 2019, Pierre Gasly gets the call-up, then he gets the uncall-up, then Albon gets the call-up, then he gets the uncall-up, then Checo gets the call-up, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get the uncall-up, but you know how it goes, right? It's given Red Bull the reputation of being completely cutthroat ruthless, unforgiving to any junior driver that has the uh, honour of being within their junior programme. It used to be really good. Ten years ago, it was one of the best driver academies you could have ended up being in. But now, it's become a bloated mess, where you really cannot be guaranteed any sort of progression. Not even the really good ones. The likes of Liam Lawson, nine of the drivers who have raced in 2023, can actually attribute Red Bull to being some kind of contribution to them getting on the F1 grid. Yes, even Nick DeVries, even though it was only for 10 races. He's gone back to Formula E, by the way, long-term contract. Good for him. But no, Daniel is not to blame. It is Carlos Sainz. What did Carlos do, I hear you ask? Well, it's down to the fact that he wasn't fired from Red Bull. It's not as simple as that. He straight up quit. Only two drivers since Sebastian Vettel leaving for Ferrari have actually left Red Bull on their own terms. That's Daniel Ricciardo 
and Carlos. So let's rewind back to 2015, when Carlos Sainz and Max Verstappen were teammates for Toro Rosso and did a pretty good job for the team, getting 7th place in the Constructors. 7th place for absolute rookies? Not too shabby, not bad at all. But even then, the results were pretty clear that Max Verstappen was the better driver. And Carlos Sainz, yes, he was very good, and Marco described him as quick, but he was certainly no Max Verstappen. Those are Marco's words. So you may be thinking, oh, same old, same old, Sainz can't compare to Max. But it's not as simple as that, because in 2016, when Kvyat came back to Toro Rosso, when Verstappen got the call up to Red Bull, Carlos Sainz proved that he was better than Kvyat considerably better, especially in 2017, when he had even more of an advantage over Danny Kvyat, which led to Danny Kvyat being dropped, and then Pierre Gasly comes in, and then Brendan Hartley comes in because then Carlos leaves. 2017 was already starting to get a little bit messy, but 2017 is crucial here. Carlos Sainz leaves Red Bull to go on loan to Renault, kind of like how Alex Albon went on loan to Williams to make sure he had some kind of place on the grid, because Red Bull did like Carlos Sainz. They wanted him to do well. They didn't stand in the way when Sainz really vocalised his desire to actually go somewhere else. And I'm not just coming up with sentimental conjecture. It was very clear that Toro Rosso really needed Carlos Sainz. If Carlos Sainz had not been in that team in 2017, Toro Rosso wouldn't have been 7th place in the Constructors, not 8th place. They would have been plum last. So clearly it wasn't down to performance, it was down to itchy feet. Sainz went to Renault as part of some really tricky deal between Renault and Toro Rosso and the Red Bull groups, so that means they could then ditch the Renault engines and then they could put in their Honda engines to be a test bed for the main team for 2019, and then Renault would have actually had some kind of compensation in the form of one of their drivers, who did turn out to be pretty good, but not obviously as good as Daniel Ricciardo coming in, so you just think, oh, Daniel, oh, um, yeah, Carlos, get out! Like I said, Marco's been rarely disparaging of Carlos Sainz, but he has been a little bit blunt, as he has said, ahem. Sainz was comforted with one Max Verstappen at Toro Rosso, and later we had to choose which one of the two to promote to the main team in 2016. Carlos is quick, we wouldn't have signed him otherwise, but he is no Verstappen. We helped Carlos with his career and we didn't have to let him go we allowed the move to Renault and then to McLaren. We have a good relationship, but at that moment, there was a Verstappen there, and there's a performance difference between the two. The main reason he left was down to maybe some sort of resentment at having been snubbed for the main team role. Three seasons at the junior team, it was enough that really nothing was going to go in his favour, that, you know, he'd had his chance and he didn't get it. Or maybe Carlos's dad might have had something to do with it, because Carlos Sainz Sr., he is very outspoken and very honest about his feelings, and there had been some rumblings that Helmut Marko didn't really get along with him, that he wouldn't look at things objectively, not look at the bigger picture. But if only Carlos had waited one more year at Toro Rosso, just one more year, he might have actually had a completely different career. Had Carlos not gone to Renault on loan, which to be fair did make the whole Honda transition a little bit easier for Red Bull, Carlos Sainz would have been in the pound seat for the call-up to Red Bull when Daniel Ricciardo abandoned the team, which ironically Carlos was booted out of to make way for Daniel. Can you imagine how much easier it would have been to explain the transition of Red Bull drivers over the last few years? Of course, this is all conjecture, but supposing Carlos stuck around at Toro Rosso for 2018 and Gasly partnered him for that year. Naturally, when Ricciardo skips town, it would be an easy shout, and Carlos would get the promotion and partner Max again, and Gasly would be the senior driver at Toro Rosso, with Alex Albon then getting the call-up over Hartley, who would most likely have gone to just do some more endurance racing and done pretty well for himself, and he wouldn't have been embarrassed on the F1 stage. 
Honestly, I'm sorry, but the results speak for itself. Since Carlos Sainz would have had an entire year of experience with the Honda engines at 2018 for Toro Rosso, he would have had an advantage over Max Verstappen going into it. And we all know that, actually, they were a lot closer, the two of them, than other drivers when you compare them to Max. And of course, you're going to say that, well, Pierre Gasly had that extra year of Honda engine experience as well, so why isn't that being considered? Well, the thing is... Pierre didn't have that much overall experience in comparison to Carlos because Carlos had been around for a good few years prior and had already raced with Max Verstappen as a teammate. So to have that quantity again at the top team would make a lot of sense. Or science in this case. And I reckon that because of that experience in the junior team, a relationship between Sainz and Verstappen as teammates at the major team would have actually lasted for quite a long time, or at least had no problems in terms of performance, because Sainz was showing he was constantly improving. He was much more gradual than Max in his improvement and experience, but he did eventually get it, because in 2017, he was carrying that team, like Max Verstappen was carrying the team in 2015. Carlos Sainz was on the level of Verstappen, it just took him a little bit longer, took him a couple more years than Max, who was just instantly good. And I feel like if Carlos had been at Red Bull, he would have gotten a couple of wins out of it too. He would have had a much more steady progression instead of 2018 when his career was in limbo and McLaren came to the rescue and gave him a place in Formula One and his first multi-year contract, making Carlos realise that, hey, maybe a team actually has some faith in me and wants me around for a long-term period. Also, can you imagine the drama we would have had if Jos Verstappen and Carlos Sainz Sr. were in the same team, butting heads about which driver should be treated better? Oh, we miss so much salt! Yes, of course, Max Verstappen would have still been the number one driver, and still just as good. But I feel like the gap between him and Carlos would have been so much closer than what we've got with Gasly, as what we've got with Albon, and yes, even with Checo. In terms of performance, I don't think there would have been much concern. We wouldn't have had nearly as many articles talking about, ooh, Carlos Sainz, is he good enough to stay at Red Bull? Ooh, okay. Ooh, things are getting a bit spicy here. Carlos is fiery. He's intense. He's a smooth operator. So, okay, well, what would that mean for the likes of Gasly and Albon? Would they be the ones holding station and just waiting for eternity at Alpha Tauri and Toro Rosso? Well, okay, let's say for the sake of argument that the itchy feet of Carlos Sainz does occur still, but it just occurs a little bit later than we got in real life. So, say for example, after the 2021 battle for the title, which Max Verstappen still wins with Lewis Hamilton, Carlos was overlooked. It was looking very clear that this car, the RB16B, was going to be a title winner, and Max was going to be the one going for it. Team orders would have prevailed, and Carlos Sainz would have been absolutely mortified with that. It was the same thing that was happening at Toro Rosso all over again. Of course, 2021 would have been really good for Carlos, and he would have vastly improved his resume in comparison to real life at that time, but things weren't going anywhere. So let's just say he decides to pen a contract for 2022, the new regulations with Ferrari, and that frees up a seat at the top team. I reckon it would have been Pierre Gasly getting that call up in 2022 to the Red Bull team, with Alex Albon then leading the AlphaTauri outfit. And I feel like this would make a lot of sense because Gasly would have had that little bit more experience. And when you can compare them, he did do slightly better at debut. So I feel like Pierre would have gotten the role with Max Verstappen, having had that little extra experience with the Red Bull outfit. I feel like Gasly would have done considerably better than he did in 2019, and he wouldn't have been just pushed out of the outfit after just about a dozen races or so. 
he would have fared better than in real life. And Alex, he would have been leading the Alpha Tauri outfit pretty nicely. And then Yuki Tsunoda would have been coming in for 2022, and then he could have learnt under Albon, which is definitely something very useful and good to have, as we've seen at Williams. And what about Yuki? That extra year? Well, uh, he could have been an F2 for an extra year, fighting for the title perhaps. Maybe he could have been doing some simulator training in 2021, or he could have gone to Super Formula, and he might have done well there for the Red Bull outfit, like Lawson's doing right now. So you feel like Yuki's progression would have been improved almost. He wouldn't have just been flung in there after getting third place in 2020's F2 championship. But with this hypothetical, can you see how much easier it's been for Red Bull drivers to get the call up as things move along? It's ticking by very nicely because of the smooth operator. But the major casualty here would have been Sergio Perez. He wouldn't have had that last minute call up in 2021 because Carlos would have been there and he would have been doing absolutely fine in 2020. And he might have gone to maybe Alfa Romeo or Williams or another team, but he wouldn't have had nearly as good of a career with the wins and stuff like that. I mean, good in 2023 for Perez. It's a a little bit subjective. So yeah, due to Carlos being a man in a hurry in 2017, it all then led to utter chaos and bedlam for the Red Bull team for many, many years afterwards. Daniel Ricciardo leaves, Gasly, Albon and Checo have strife there, and it could have all been avoided if Carlos Sainz had just waited for just one more year, and he would have then had his opportunity at the top-tier team with his former teammate. If only. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.